Welcome to Training Room Talk, where we discuss all things performance, rehab, and education. I'm Dr. John Herding. I'm here with Dr. Ray Carr. Hey, how's everyone doing today? Coach Rob Rubina. Trust the process. And Dr. Nick Pergini. Hey, team. What's going on, guys? Um, how do you guys feel about talking about squats and low back pain today? Oof. Yeah. My back hurts just thinking about it, John. I know. We see we see a ton of patients that come in and they, they say that they hurt their back squatting, right? But um, it's really weird because they never hurt themselves on a max effort squat. It's always a warm-up set. Like a guy that can squat 450 hurts himself at 135 as he's building up, right? Um, so let's start with you, Rob. What are your feelings on squats and low back pain? Should they be included in everyone's program? Are, are they an injury that you try to avoid in your programming because of um, – do you feel like there's a high risk of injury? Or um, what are some of your current thoughts on squats and low back pain and, and what, um, how you're programming them? So, do squats hurt people? No. Um, bad technique, poor programming, hurts people. I think that pretty much sums up my... Great podcast. I mean, that's it. That's it. No, I think, I think um, you have to just break down each person and look at their initial evaluation and assessment and see their training experience, their injury history, and, and see if they have the prerequisites in all your joints, hips, ankles trunk stability, you know, going up the chain to be able to do a squatting variation. Um, after that, you have to ask yourself, do they even need to squat? Um, a squat is just an exercise that we use to promote fitness and promote strength and conditioning qualities. So it's not a, it's not a mandatory exercise that we have to perform to be able to do any task. Um, however, I do utilize a lot of squatting variations. I actually love the squat. Um, most people in my in my programs actually do squat, so um, I do find some variation that, that everyone can do um, healthy and you know safely and effectively. Um, they might not be doing all back squatting; they might be doing goblet squatting, they might be doing front squatting. And you know, we find variations that people can do and that they can do well, so we can drive fitness qualities. Um, I think most people hurt their back or tweak their back or feel their lower back when they squat. Um, in my experience, because they are either pushing too much weight too quickly, um, they're not prepared to handle the load, um, and or their technique is, is poor. And when it comes to lower backs, we see probably two lower back injuries, probably an overextension of the lower back as they descend into the squat and as they rise out of the squat. Likewise, a, a, a rounding or flexing of the lumbar spine while they're squatting. I think those are the couple ways that people hurt themselves during squatting. So you have to, again, try to get as neutral as possible and try to maintain as neutral as possible when descending and ascending out of the squat. Um, and I think it all starts with um, teaching people to find neutral and maintain neutral as they drop down in the squat um, with all variations, plate squats, goblet squats, front squats, back squats. All the squat variations need to stay, your form needs to stay the same on all all squat variations. Uh, I think that's what people get into trouble is when they, they switch variations or they try to do more weight and then their technique completely changes. 
you know, they're just not ready. They're not ready for that load. And, and I always recommend people, you know, always leave a couple reps in the tank because I don't want people pushing to failure or fatigue. And then they feel like they're not going to go all the way down or they get stuck or, you know, that's when compensations happen is under some serious fatigue and under serious load. And, you know, we try to avoid those, those scenarios as much as possible so people can, can perform at a high level. So, I mean, again, I think wrapping up my quick thoughts, I think squats are really good. People should do them. Just find the right variation uh, that you can do well. And I think that's key, Rob. Like when I had mentioned the opening question, it was do squats hurt people? I think you mentioned a key component there is it's the variation. Is it the correct variation for that person at that specific point in time to enter them into that pattern, right? Um, but also I have a question. So when you're squatting, do, would, should your chest be upright? You're talking, you talked about staying in neutral. Should your chest be upright or should you be your chest be facing the floor? Because I see that a lot of people, their hips go back, they arch their low back, and their chest kind of drops to the floor. Yeah, so generally speaking, um, I much prefer – I don't want you to good morning your squat. We're not, we're not doing powerlifting here. Um, you know, if we are doing powerlifting, then you can get, you could good morning your squat. But for the most part, uh, we want a upright torso. We want a stiff torso, and we want to think about dropping your torso between your lower body, between your legs. That's how I try to explain what we're looking for: is drop your upper body between your lower body. Um, you know, spreading the floor and opening up your your hips and knees. Um, you know, we don't want a horizontal torso position. Because um, again, you want to keep everything vertical and stay underneath the bar. And I don't really utilize like the, the chest chest up cue too much because that drives extension. So we want, and sometimes I'll cue, you know, inhale, exhale, get the cage down. So the hips and, and pelvis are stacked on one another and then they can, you know, drop down into the squat without arching the back. If, if the first thing that you're doing when you descend into the squat is arch your back, then you're going to continue to arch your back all the way down. So again, you don't want to start the squat with extension. It's, you're going to drive more extension as you drop down. Mm -hmm. And there's an important d distinction there between um, specificity of sport, which would be powerlifting, and performance or health in that, right? right. So people that are training specificity of sport, they might drill a certain technique for their squat and powerlifting that helps them achieve the rules of scoring a good rep and move the most weight versus what we do mostly here is training for performance or fitness we're we're cueing certain things to make sure that people can achieve um, high performance while reducing the risk of injury um, through most of the sports that we're doing that require a little bit variability of movement instead of working years on specific form because a powerlifter has to achieve a certain thing in, in one point of motion or one specific exercise, a squat, right? Um. Yeah, I mean, uh, great point so far, uh, guys. I think in terms of the physical therapy setting and what I see in the clinic in terms of lower back pain and squatting, I feel like the biggest issue I see with it is way too many people are squatting that just aren't ready to squat yet whether it's a mobility thing whether it's a stability thing whether it's a positional thing um i mean how many times guys do you look at you know somebody squat and the first thing you want to say is oh can i get my lifters on or you know what i mean like you should be able to perform 
you know, an overhead squat or just a regular air squat with good technique without any load. I think sometimes the issue we get into, especially with the big, you know, how big group fitness uh, classes and, and organizations are now, you know, I think it drives competition with people. And I think sometimes people are more likely to load, put loads on bars that maybe they're not ready to move yet, you know. And I think you do that over time um, with, you know, not so best technique, I think injuries happen. Yeah, and I think that's where it comes into picking the right um, right type of squat for the, the person, right? Like, I think very few people of the people that we see should specifically be barbell back squatting. I think far, far more should be goblet squatting or, or front squatting if they're trying to introduce a squat into their pattern or move a little bit of weight. I think there's a lot more that goes into a higher level squat pattern like a back squat. So I think it's it's people being willing to enter at the proper level and coaches being willing to um, adjust programs to fit people in where they fit based on how they present on an, in an evaluation. Definitely would agree with that, John. You know, I, I'm someone who over the years has – you know, I absolutely love the back squat uh, myself from a program from programming for for athletes that I've worked with uh, in group fitness, um, in personal training. But this is something where you know I've gotten to a point where I see you know a lot of benefit from you know front squatting, utilizing single leg variations, whether that's you know step ups, uh, reverse lunges, forward lunges, lateral lunges. You know, Rob kicked this thing off by saying. The squat, you know, is a tool that we u- that we utilize to head towards a fitness adaptation. Um, so, obviously, the back squat is a tool that we can use to load very heavy, but it's not the only thing that we can use to promote fit- fitness adaptations. Um, so, you know, ultimately, squats do I do not believe are are bad for your back, but taking into consideration the the amount of load that you can place on the back squat, you know, and also recognizing and respecting that the back squat is a skill. And there are a lot of ways to deconstruct that skill before completing the full movement. And, you know, some of those some of those things might look like including tempo variations, including pauses that are inherently going to limit load on the barbell. You know, another, another variation that obviously is great is, is limiting range of motion. And having someone who... If they do need a back squat, and if back squatting is a big part of their life, and they don't, you know, want to modify just because their physical therapist said back squats are bad, um, you can have someone work tempo and work range of motion, keep which again are going to inherently limit the loads that they're using potentially. Um, so again, there are a lot of ways to get the job done. You know, we could talk about we could talk about this probably for for hours on what movements are good, what movements are bad. The reality is this movement is going to be uh, context-specific on for the individual, but with proper programming, controlling our mechanics the best that we can for that person, those are going to be the two big things that are going to keep people safe and pain-free, and you can extrapolate that to probably any movement. Uh, the one thing I'll say about mechanics is that there is not necessarily a, speci- a, a perfect way to move, we're always going to try and uphold standards of movement. We're always going to try in, in, a, in a performance setting, fitness setting, you know, teach people how to find and maintain neutral spine. Even 
though we're going to acknowledge that there might be a slight deviation in spinal position. Well, actually, there's been shown to have a slight deviation in, in, in spinal position. But it's about upholding a, a standard and having someone also recognizing that standard of movement and knowing that they're not gonna, it's not going to be perfect every time, but the goal should be to, to try and maintain that position when we are squatting, you know, whether that be neutral spine position or whatever your coach deems the standard. Do you guys see from docs, like, they tell patients, they say, hey, my doctor told me I should never squat again. Like, what, like, what do you guys, how would you approach that situation? You know, what are your thoughts on that? Much of what we've already said. So, um, we do see people that are, you know, strong males and females that squat heavy weight in the upper percentages of, of the population and they'll be 23 years old and the doctor said never squat again and i think that's just um don't go to the bathroom like why do they say that because of what their their mri shows disc herniations like what from their standpoint like why would they say that if it it hurts don't do it that's their approach and i and i think it just comes down into load volume management making sure you're doing the right exercise for the position that you're able to keep um yeah, I mean, I just think doctors, physicians are seeing, or medical professionals for that matter, are seeing people at one end of the spectrum. They're not seeing healthy people for the mo- most part, yeah. and they're seeing this population of people between their 20, you know, maybe 20 to 40 that are still trying to push performance like they did when they were younger, and so they're chasing numbers, and they end up at the doctor, and this is the population of people that the physician sees, right? Um, so their, their easy response is that you should never squat again, and maybe it's a risk-reward thing. You're increasing the risk, um, so why don't you choose activities that are, are better for you at the time? But um, I don't know. I think it's an inappropriate answer most of the time because I think that um, people can continue to squat as long as they do the right variation of squat um, at the right volume load management while they're keeping the right position, and that all dictates – all of that. What about like a like a spondy injury, like a spondy in the lower back? Like, would that be a case where early on maybe you're not squatting them, doing more single leg, or are you squatting them and just teaching them how to control spinal extension? That fits into what their goals of a program are, I guess. Right? Maybe they start off initially with split squat variations or single leg squat variations, and if their goal their um, performance or fitness goal dictates that they have to back squat, then we have to get them there at some point. But making sure all the prerequisites are met and checked off before we get them there and making sure um, the progressions are followed and you don't skip any steps. Also, yeah, while monitoring symptoms. Yep. You know, like, mm-hmm. That's going to be a big piece of that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like a gymnast that has a spondy. She's going to have to extend her back outside of norm typical population norms at some point so how do you continue to how do you promote the proper prerequisites and then ease her back into those task requirements for a high level of gymnastics how how do you guys tell someone that says my lower back is weak i need to strengthen my lower back and that's why my lower back hurts and that's why it hurts when i squat it's because my lower back is weak I mean, I would say, uh, you know, I mean, if you're feeling like your lower back's weak, I mean, it's probably coming from somewhere else, whether it's your trunk, whether it's your glutes, you know, or maybe it's a positional thing where, you know, um, that's affecting stability. Yeah. for I think for, you know, just it's never that straightforward. Yeah. Right. It's never – weakness does not equal pain, first of all. 
because I know a lot of weak people. I'm sitting next to one right now. I'm kidding. Uh, I know a lot of weak people. <laughs> For the record, he's sitting next to Robert B. <laughs> I know a lot of weak people <laughs> who are not in pain, and I know a lot of strong uh, national champions, Olympian professional baseball players um, who are very strong and are in pain. Uh, so just the logic of having a weak muscle does not correlate with having a painful back. So it's, I think it's very important to know that pain is never going to be just because of a weak muscle or area. Um, that It can be a contributing factor, but realistically it's, it's hard to objectively say that you have a weakness in this muscle, okay, that's going to be pain. Yeah, because I just feel like a lot, of, a lot, especially a lot of fitness coaches and strength coaches, that's what they go to. Huge. It's strength weakness. weak, strength weak, strong weak, strong weak. Because that's that's all, that's all we know. It's very. I think that's it's all a we very know. Easy, it's just like, strong and weak. You know, like uh, your lower back's weak. Like we need to strengthen it. Let's do things to strengthen it. Yeah. I think that's uh, that's a big go to that a lot of people will, will say. Oh, your back hurts when you squat. Your lower back's probably weak. Yeah. So your I back, would go. Your back's weak. Position breeds pressure management, breeds muscle function, which could be weak or strong, and you kind of build from there as a foundation. Yeah, I mean, that's that's starting, you know, on more on a micro level and then building up to all the way macro level is going to be, you know, your volume management, right, and, and, and load management. And so a com- usually a combination of all of those things. So I, and I think Ray also mentioned a little bit, like, it's sometimes not always your lower back that's weak. It's possibly something else it could be your your trunk stiffness Absolutely. could be your hips right there's it's usually not pattern. it's usually not that your pattern usually not like in my experience it's not it's not people's lower backs that are the issue i would agree and i know anecdotally you know my in my in my own times back squatting and having lower back pain it wasn't until i learned actually how to squat or make some variations and create some you know, trunk stiffness and, and stability, and 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 uh, and and learn how to control my end range of motion until I really was able to, you know, back squat to the point where I wasn't crippled the next uh, five hours of lifting. So I mean, again, mechanics are always going to be a big part of it, especially when you're when you're when you're moving loads. I mean, that just becomes a little bit more amplified. Yeah, so Rob, real quick, I, um, I briefly mentioned at the beginning where we see most people get hurt squatting as they're building up to a higher percentage lift. Um, I think that it might be more due to um, a lack of um, like maintaining, like taking the rep seriously. So if you squat 450 and you're at 135, you just kind of get under the bar and go through the motions. You're not creating t- the t- tensions that um, you would at higher levels. You're not worrying about position and technique. Um, you're not dialing in the lift at those lower levels because you're just going through the motions so you can work up to, um, you know, your, your higher percentages. Can you talk about how you, like, cue tension and maybe cue yeah. a lift to help someone maintain proper position as they work up? Yes. Real quick, let me speak to the, the warm-up sets. I do think warm-up sets are really important and how I approach and teach warm-up sets. Uh, warm-up sets, in my opinion, uh, depending on how strong you are, is a time to work on technique. Yes. Like, that's when you take things seriously you get under the bar like it's like it's a, it's your max weight, and you treat it like your max weight. You treat it like your max weight from a force production standpoint. So warm sets can also be a powered speed sets, you know, because the weight is light and force should be produced high. So I think if you're not approaching your warm sets like that, that's how you should approach it. Is is take the take those warm sets seriously, 
work on your technique, work on your force and power production during those reps. And I think that'll help minimize any of those those potential. Uh, I'm just going to warm up with 135 and get down to the bottom and move my knees around and and try to and try to loosen up. Like that's not what you use warm up sets for. Do other stuff prior to that to to prepare for the squat. Um, but how I how I cue and teach tension, um, you know, is again I try to get people into the possess in the best position before they drop down. Um, that's usually if you start well, you're gonna you're gonna continue to move well. If you start in a poor position, whether it's with a dumbbell, barbell, whatever it is, um, you're going to chances are you're going to move in a poor position. So I generally start them in a good position. Um, you know, exhale, maybe some slight pelvic tilt. Try to get stacked through the pelvis and hips. And then, um, you know, you have to cue tension. Starts from the foot. Just move up from the foot, up through the hips. Um, take a good breath in through the nose. Maintain that breath and tension. And then, you know, a lot of just external cues. You know, push yourself away from the ground. Um, try to touch your head to the ceiling as you're standing up. All of these are, are cues to help drive some external, um, you know, forces into the ground to, to feel your hips and not your lower back when you're standing up to squat. Um, and I think a lot of the, the, the cues for the for the breath are going to help maintain that trunk stiffness and trunk stability, which will help diminish any excessive movement in the lumbar spine when you're dropping down in your squat. So I think any any of those breath cues, foot cues uh, to help drive stability and tension as much as possible, you know, the more the better. I've never met anyone that says, like, I don't like this is too much tension. No one's ever said that to me. No one ever does that. So that, that tells me that people don't know how to create tension. They don't know how to sta stabilize themselves and move through the hips. I generally try to describe it, again, as the upper body doesn't move and you move through your lower body. Keep your upper body steady. You don't want any upper body movement. And that generally usually works. I love it. That was gold right there. Hopefully people stuck around for that one. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, guys. Any closing thoughts on squats and low back pain? They're good. Learn how to do them right. Um, go squat a house. Awesome. Love it. Um, so thanks again for listening, guys. Please continue to spread the word. Um, if you like what we're, we're throwing out there, please share with your friends, clinicians, strength coaches, personal trainers, all that stuff. We like to continue to get the word out. Um, and if you have any ideas for future podcasts, please leave us a note in the podcast. Thanks a lot, guys. Until next time, talk to you soon.